Have you ever thought about all the ways you could die? We have. Grab a drink that's good enough to die for. And let's get gruesome. Welcome to Drinks with Death. Well, hey, Aaron. Well, hey, Lovin. How are ya? Oh, I'm just peachy. How's it going? Oh, good. Good, good, good. How, how's your week been? Um, it's only Tuesday, so... It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's I fine. Guess, I guess that tells you how my week's been. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's I... feeling rather long already. <laughs> I have my last day of work today, and I'm <gasps> going to the beach on Thursday oh, without my family. Ooh, what? What I is know. this magical experience you're having? I'm Who are you going with? Friends? Excited. Yeah. Oh, Just my gosh. Girlfriends. So we're going to have a little fun. A little fun. That's all fun. Amazing. Just a tiny bit. I know. Where, yep. What beach are you going to? We're going to Port Aransas. Oh, okay. Okay. I love Port A. That's a great. Great little spot. Great beach. Short drive. Perfect. Right. So if I come back next time with a, you know, death by what? something pertaining to the beach or ocean. Yes, you will. <laughs> and you should. That's why. Very fun. Okay, well, are you ready to hear about what we're talking about this episode? I am, because as we've been doing, we've been keeping it a secret, and what the hell is this drink you're making me drink? Okay, this drink is called The Millionaire, and it sounds Ooh. absolutely disgusting, so it we'll does. have to see. <laughs> there, there is only one other variety of this drink with a few slightly different ingredients, but it sounded no better than this one, and... I had all these things, so I just went with this one. Um, so it is two ounces of bourbon, three quarters of an ounce of Grand Marnier, a quarter ounce absinthe, half an ounce of grenadine, half an ounce of lemon juice, and then half of an ounce of egg white. And oh, the dreaded egg, egg white. Egg white. I know. So you add all of that to a shaker, no ice, which is called dry shaking. You shake it dry shake that and then you add some ice and shake it again and then you um, strain it into a chilled glass and then you grate some nutmeg over the top of it which I actually forgot to do but um, all right should we try it and then I'll tell you what we're talking about okay I'm scared okay you you god you love the bourbon and the weird fucking liquors I I think I just love messing with you I do I know and you you don't want to drink I was so nice last time. I'm like, oh my god! With death by plans, there are all these cocktails with a gabillion obscure ingredients. I was like, no, no, I'm gonna be nice. Oh, come I'm on! I'm done. I'm done. I'm not being nice anymore. You are I'm not playing nice anymore. No, I'm not. All right, I'm not. All right, you ready? All right, cheers! Cheers! Clink. Clink. Mm. Oh man, that absinthe is oh, hits god. hard. <laughs> It's really not terrible, but it you needs it needs like just like a oh, drop god. of absinthe. Not it is disgusting. Oh god. Okay. Okay, you hate it. <laughs> I hate it, and I'm gonna have to drink this entire glass of wine to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> is it the absinthe that you don't like? That licorice? Yeah. Oh yes, that's like the main thing because all I can taste is licorice. Licorice. And- licorice does have a tendency to like hang about your mouth too, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it it's like you know what is on our list is death by licorice oh god maybe we should but then you're gonna have to have an absinthe drink so maybe we shouldn't i'm gonna get creative 
Okay, I'm gonna let you work on that. So this is the millionaire cocktail because we are doing death by lottery. (gasps) Oh my god, I'm so excited! (laughs) I've I've wanted to do this one. Have you? Yes. Ooh, I cannot wait to hear this. Okay. Okay, so we will start with um, because there's a lottery curse, right? I mean, that's a, a you're gonna tell us if that's a thing. Well, I'm not – I did kind of read about like a myth of a lottery curse, um, The cur- yes, but I'm not sure that it really is a thing. I, I'll, I'll kind of tell you what I think happens in these cases of winning the lottery and, and you know, your life going to shit um, based on the stories that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a whole lot of data. I mean, these people aren't truly, you know, studied and – and long-term looked at, it's it's more like you just hear about the really bad ones. But you don't hear about the people who won the lottery and managed to Stay maintain, and, yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh, maintain a, a normal life or um, I don't know. So we'll kind of get into that. But I, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about the lottery curse, no. But these okay. people, you could definitely say that the lottery cursed these people for okay. sure. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, so this first story is about a man named Abraham Shakespeare. He was forty. He was a forty-one-year-old man that lived in Tampa Bay, Florida, and his life had not been that easy up to this point. He worked. Oh, yeah, most, he lived in Florida. Sorry, I know, I know, right? <laughs> you didn't really need to say anything else. Sorry, uh, Floridians. Uh, he worked mostly as a day laborer, so washing dishes, collecting garbage, unloading trucks. Um, he had a criminal history. He'd been arrested for loitering, for driving without a license, stealing, and even for not paying his child support. So he had um, been to prison twice. When he was released the second time in 1995, he moved back in with his mom. So you're kind of getting an idea here of this is this is a pretty hard life this guy's already having, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he had he had no car. He had no driver's license. He had no credit cards, and he could he was actually considered illiterate. He could barely barely read read or write. So on the morning of November 15th of 2016, Abraham had five dollars in his wallet. And he and his coworker for the day, so another day laborer, so they were driving towards Miami to do and doing some deliveries along the way. And they made a stop um, briefly at this convenience store in, I feel like what is quite possibly the funniest named city that I've ever come across in Florida called Frost Proof, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, I mean, isn't all of Florida Frost Proof, Florida? I mean, are they just stating the obvious? I know. So funny. So they made this stop at this convenience store in Frost Proof, Florida to buy drinks and cigarettes. Ford, so not Abraham, but his traveling partner that day, Ford, got out of the truck and asked Abraham if he wanted a soda. Abraham instead asked Ford to buy him two lottery tickets, two quick picks. So Abraham said that he paid Ford $2 for the tickets out of that $5 that he had on him that day. And one of those tickets was a $30 million winner. Oh, I bet (laughs) Ford was not happy about this, was he? He was definitely not. But Abraham took the cash option. So he ended up with about 17 with a $17 million payout. And let's just, like, I just want to pause for a minute and think about (laughs) this man's life in, like, his mindset, his education, or really, truly just lack of education, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the amount of money that he Mm -hmm, just won. mm -hmm. 
it is already an incomprehensible amount of money, mm-hmm. I think, to most people. I don't understand how much money that is. Um, but it especially was to, to Abraham Shakespeare, right? I mean, with a name like Abraham Shakespeare, <laughs> you would think it that is kind of, is a great he was name. destined to be a millionaire. <laughs> it is a fantastic name, that's for sure. <laughs> so he immediately starts giving his money away. Um mm. All out of the goodness of his heart. I wow. Mean, okay. I think he, he wanted to help anyone and everyone. Aw. So he put a million dollars in a trust fund for his son. Okay. He gave his stepfather a million dollars. He gave his three stepsisters $250,000. He paid off a $185,000 of a mortgage for a friend. He paid off $60,000 of a mortgage for a man whose last name he didn't even know. Hmm. He bought a $125,000 house near uh, Lake Wales for himself, um, but he actually ended up renting it out, and he rented it some, to, to some tenants that he had only met once. He gave his brother's son's best friend $40,000. I mean, you can see where this is going, right? Mm-hmm. He is just – and I think it's fundamentally because he doesn't understand. $17 million seems like something you can't ever run out of. It's just mm-hmm. – it's just – a complete lack of Unless understanding. Give, right. 17 people a million dollars, then. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. Now, did he give Ford any money? So we'll get to Ford okay. in just a second. So, right. Foreshadowing. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, the list just goes on and on of people he uh-huh. gave money to and the things he did. Well, we can stop there. But for himself, he bought a 2006 F-150 pickup. He bought a BMW and he bought a new home. Um, he bought this like really lavish home. It was 6,500 square feet. It was, had an enclosed pool. Um, it was in a gated community with surveillance cam cameras. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was just a really nice place. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So that truck driver, Michael Ford. Mm -hmm. So he approached Abraham demanding a share of the jackpot of, he wanted no less than a million dollars. Mm-hmm. which Abraham refused to pay him. So, of course, Ford sued him, claiming that the lot- the winning lottery was his, and he actually claimed that Abraham stole it out of his wallet on that trip to Miami mm. and that the money was therefore his too. But a jury later sided with Abraham um, and didn't didn't a- award Ford any money or any mm-hmm. a- even acknowledgement that that ticket was ever his. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that Abraham was able to show the jury was like bags of lottery tickets he had bought over the year. So he was he was often purchasing lottery tickets. Okay. Um, so I feel like this story is already like tragic. Um, but the ending for Abraham is just completely devastating. So on November 9th, two thousand nine, um. What is that? Three years after he, yeah, three mm-hmm. years after he won the lottery, um, his family reported him missing after they hadn't seen him since April of that year. Oh, whoa, wait, what? They just reported him missing. They were getting in November. Te- they reported him missing in November, and they hadn't and seen they, him since April. They hadn't seen him since <laughs> April, so hmm. they were getting text messages from his phone. Oh, okay. um, but he's illiterate. Let's not forget. So the text um. messages were. Coming across as not being from him. They were, you know, they were getting suspicious. Um, There was a woman named Dee Dee Moore who claimed that she was in contact with him, but they would only talk to Dee Dee. They would never talk to Abraham, right? Um, So he was found in January 2010. His body was found buried under a concrete slab 
in the backyard of that woman, D.D. Moore. Oh. So authorities say that Abraham was shot twice in the chest. Sometime in April 2009, prosecutors said that Moore had befriended Abraham. So D.D. Moore had befriended Abraham before he had vanished. After Abraham had given away most of his money to people who simply asked for it, Moore agreed to manage the little that he had left, but instead she stole his winnings and killed him. Oh. Yeah, she was convicted of murder in 2012 and is now serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Good. So this story with Dee Dee Moore is really long and really complicated. And all of the things that she did to hide the fact that she killed this man, to rob from him while he was living, and then even when he, after his death, like, is just, it's insane. And I would totally encourage anyone to look it up um there was a um an episode of deadly woman with with that focused on her role in his murder and then there's also a snapped episode which i'm, I'm sure i've seen i was gonna say snap <laughs> sit on snap i've seen that one wait now what is her uh, did you say this already what mm-hmm. what is her tie to him so that's that's it she just she just came into contact with him and she told him that she would um help him manage his finances and because he couldn't read or write mm. she had him sign things that left her in charge of all of the money Ugh. and then um i think he probably started getting wind of it and that's probably why she killed him oh my gosh i feel like there's a special place in hell for people like that who just take advantage of People, yeah. you know, that there are people who swindle the elderly and they take over their entire lives and just control so, it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and this is the weirdest thing about this lady is that so she um, I'm not sure exactly when this was in Florida, maybe a couple, in the last couple of years. But there was a bill that um, came um, before Floridians to vote on. And she was a per- she was an advocate, like an outspoken advocate from prison for this because it was a 90-day period where the lottery commission in Florida would not release the name of the lottery winner. And she was like, yes, this will protect lottery winners from, I guess, people like her, right? Um, It's like, this is so weird that you're even talking about this to anyone. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Isn't that weird? I feel like I'm like, just go back to your corner. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That is bizarre. So weird. All right, moving on. So the next story is this man named, I'm sure I'm going to. Wait, hold on. Oh. I really okay. thought that Michael Ford was going to be the one that killed him. I really thought oh, that's yeah. where you were going. Right? I, I felt know. like you were setting up. I was like, immediately, I'm like, oh, Ford, he kills him because he's jealous. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I think. Oh, man, that he, story think, took a turn. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure he wanted to kill him. Right? <laughs> well, then I thought you were going to tell me that he was connected with this Dee Dee woman. Anyway, that was all. Oh, that Ford was? Yeah. No, there's no there's no connection between Ford and Dee Dee. This woman was just she just was out for a payday and she saw Damn. him as a vulnerable person with money and mm-hmm. um and he was vulnerable because like I said he had, you know, just n- not a great education and um he was very trusting as mm-hmm. it shows from all of his just handing out his money. He just trusted people and um it just got him into um well, it got him killed. Um, Yikes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Next story. Oh, no, it's okay. So next story. I'm sure I'm going to butcher this guy's name, so I apologize. But I think my best pronunciation of it is Uruj Khan. 
So Mr. Khan was a 46-year-old immigrant from India who owned three dry cleaning businesses in Chicago, and he ended up winning a $1 million scratch-off in, in the Illinois lottery games in 2012. Mm-hmm. So that's not like a whole lot of money. Um, which I don't is sad, think. but just kind of sad. I know. I mean, sad to not, say. That's not a lot. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. But I'm sure after <laughs> taxes, sure. it's, you know. I'll tell you how much he got after oh, okay. taxes. Yeah. So he said at the time that he, like, he did like an interview um, on camera, you know, um, and he said that he planned to use some of the money to pay off his bills and his mortgage and that he was also planning to make a contribution to the St. Jude Research, uh, Children's Research Center. And then one day, after the state of Illinois, the state of Illinois gave him his check, he started throwing up blood and he died. What? <laughs> yes. So the medical examiner first ruled that Khan, Mr. Khan, died um, from natural causes. But six months later, after an unnamed family member had been urging the medical examiner for months to look into this further. Like, I don't, I still don't know who this family member was. This is still to this day an unnamed family member that said, no, you need to keep looking. You need to keep looking. Hmm. And so they conducted more tests um, and they determined that he actually died from cyanide poisoning. Interesting. Yes. So his wife was the last one to serve him a meal, but she was never prosecuted. There was no uh, cyanide found in her house or anything like that. So, um, and while the investigation was going on, the family sued each other for Mr. Khan's assets, which totaled about a million dollars at the end of the day. He had 425000 um from his winnings on the lottery ticket. So that was after he took a one-time payment. And then after taxes, he ended up with about 425000 and then he had those three dry cleaners and he had a few real estate properties, all totaled about a million dollars. And a judge eventually decided that his assets should be divided among his immediately fa- immediate family was mm-hmm. just his daughter. He had one daughter and then his um, his wife. Okay. So they so the daughter was actually from a first marriage. That's why it didn't just go to. Okay. The, yeah. Sorry. I, it's probably important because otherwise that seems weird. Um, <laughs> and then they still to this day have never charged anyone with the murder. It's still unsolved to this day. And there's really no, I mean, there's no speculation other than the wife was the last one to give him a meal. I mean, or give I him his feel, last meal. I feel like that family member knows something. Why did that family member so insist well, right. that? That is so curious. Why would you make an anonymous call to look into it? So like, that you person know, you is not going to be the happened. one. Right. You know, so you're not going to be the one who did it, but you know somebody did. Yeah. To insist for months that they look further into it, you know something's like you have some knowledge of some kind. So I don't know why this case was never solved. It seems like it would have been very solvable, but it never was. I don't know. Hmm. Again, I feel like this could be a new um a new true crime podcast. Somebody needs to pick it up and run with it. I agree. I totally think that's a solvable case. Um, so hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay, interesting. that's bizarre. Very bizarre. Really weird, right? Um, okay, so this next one is Billy Bob, <laughs> Billy Bob Harold Jr. First of all, <laughs> love the name. Another great name. Uh huh. Three first um, names. So, yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so he won $31 million Whoa. in a Texas lotto jackpot in June of 1997. So at the time, he was 
nearly broke, constantly moving between low, low paying jobs. Um, he had a wife and three children. Um, so he actually did end up doing these annual payouts. And so he got his first annual payout, which was 1.24 million. And he, it just, to him, this was like the light at the end of the tunnel, right? So he quit his job at, he was working at Home Depot. He took his family to Hawaii. He donated tens of thousands of dollars to his church. He bought cars and houses for friends and family. And he even donated 480 turkeys for the poor (laughs) for Thanksgiving. (laughs) I love that idea. That's That's so nice. I just did not know where you were going to finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be like, Turkish rubles. Nope, turkeys. I don't know. Straight up turkeys. A, I don't think that's a real gobble currency, gobble. But <laughs> just turkeys. Okay. Turkeys. Um, but all of this um spending led to obviously a lot of unwanted attention. Um he had to change his phone number several times because strangers, just total strangers and scammers would call mm-hmm. and demand donations. He also made a bad deal with a company that gives lottery winners lump sum payments in exchange for their annual checks. And it left mm-hmm. him with far less than he had mm-hmm. won originally. Um, and then he and his wife separated less than a year after he won the lottery. And that was kind of just the straw that broke the camel's back for poor Billy Bob. His, Son found him dead in his home from a self-inflicted gunshot wound on May 22nd, 1999, shortly before he was actually, he was supposed to go over to his ex-wife's house, but not at that time his ex-wife, and they went over to check on him and they found him, but. Aw. So, interestingly, his family members (laughs) dispute the idea that he would have committed suicide. Um, Uh They don't think it was suicide, which I think, I feel like that's a very common reaction for people to have, like. I would have seen something. I would have known mm-hmm. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was clearly very unhappy with his life. He actually had told a financial advisor shortly before his death that, quote, winning the lottery is the worst thing that ever happened to Aww. me. Yeah, which was a common theme. That was not – that was a very common theme when I read a lot about these stories, these lottery winners. Um, and they didn't die, but they just ended up in a lot worse ways in a lot of ways, a lot worse off than they were before. Yeah. Which is hard to imagine because. Right. You would think that just, I mean, you know, it's going to, oh, it's going to solve all your problems, but more money, more problems. But I think that's, I, I mean, I don't know. It just seems to me like a lot of people who win these massive amounts of money are just ill-equipped to handle it. And well, and- especially um, to handle all the people that just come out of the woodwork to ask them for money. I think. There is just a complete like lack of understanding that the money can can and often does actually run out on them, you know? Right. And this is what I was thinking when you were saying this. Um, it would be nice, and I have no idea. Maybe there are some states have this, but it would be nice if the Lottery Commission had some kind of sort of counseling program for lottery winners to just say, hey – you got to watch out for these like scammers. You're going to get calls. People are going to want donations. They're going to they're going to try to take your money and say this. I mean, maybe that's just not their job no, I can, or not I their complete, thing, but it's not. I mean, or set you up with a financial advisor who's going to protect you, who's going to say, you know, like we're a licensed certified advisor. Like do not just trust anyone who calls you because you're going to get a lot of these calls. Everyone's going to be coming for your money. 
Yeah, I, I, 100%. I was thinking the same thing when I was reading all these stories. I was like, why isn't there some kind of service available to these people who win all of this money to to ensure that it doesn't ruin their lives or end up getting them killed? Or Maybe know, we should I mean, start that business. Maybe that's what we should do. I know nothing about financial, no financial ex- <laughs> advising. I have no experience whatsoever. Um, cool idea. But <laughs> it's a great idea. Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll put a pin in that <laughs> so like, go back to college for uh-huh sure yeah um okay so this next story um it's kind of a multitude of stories but it's mostly from information gathered from around like 2015 to 2019 um and i don't know i kind of i cut my other stories a little bit short and didn't talk about a lot of the other like individual single person stories because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about this. Um, okay. So it is estimated that Jamaican scam artists operating phony lotteries steal more than $300 million a year from Americans. Whoa. That's a shit ton of money. Now, how year. does this work? Is this like the Nigerian prince? Okay. So I'll, I'm going to tell you okay. all I can about it. Yeah. So lottery scamming sprang up between 1998 and 1999 when legitimate American and Canadian call centers set up operations in Montego Bay, Jamaica. So young Jamaicans were trained by these American and Canadian call centers um, on how to empathize with customers, um, how to lessen their accents, you know, all of these things to, um, make Americans and Canadians feel more at ease, right? So, of course, no one could have known how those skills would result in these devastating scam businesses. So the scam usually begins with a telephone call from the 876 area code. So be on the lookout for that. If you ever see that, don't answer. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes even like today, there's a lot of spoofed numbers made to look like a local... Um, number on your caller ID. I'm sure you've gotten those. I get them mm-hmm. all the time. Ones mm-hmm. that even very much mirror my phone number. Yeah. Like they have mm-hmm. the area code of my phone number and then the first three digits of my phone number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Which I just I get a lot think of those. Is so weird to me. Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, the fact that they can do that is so creepy. Yeah. Um, or sometimes they get a postcard informing them that um that they've won the lottery. So they get this phone call saying that they've won the lottery. And it's a lottery that they've never entered, but they don't know that, right? It's often elderly people who are targeted. Mm -hmm. Um, The targeted victim is then told that he or she needs to pay income taxes or some kind of administrative fee before Mm. they receive the the huge prize money. It's usually in the millions of dollars, the prize Mm -hmm. money. Um, So the victims of the scam usually pay the fees and the thousands of dollars, but they never receive their prize. Um, They also a lot of times are threatened. Um, Like when the victims try to back out, when they say to them, like, I'm not sending you any more money, the scammers will actually use Google Earth to zoom in on their homes and they'll describe the neighborhood to the victim and then Mm. they'll threaten to kill them or rape their family members. Oh, my God. Um, It's horrible. It's horrible. So losses for individual... Um, victims are sometimes even in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's common for people to give up that much of their money. Oh, my um, gosh. And some elderly Americans have lost their entire life savings. Oh. Um, and some have lost their lives 
Um, so in 2012, a 70-year-old engineer sent hundreds of thousands to his scammers. At one point, he received a letter purportedly from the U.S. ambassador to Jamaica asking him to take part in a sting. So he flew to Jamaica, but the real authorities who had gotten wind of the plan met the man at the bank before he wired the requested $50,000 to his scammer's account. And the authorities informed him that the scammers had actually planned to kill him after the transfer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, at this point, we didn't. Would you not just be like, I don't know who to trust? Like, who who do you believe? What <laughs> I What's know. real? I mean, I guess if you're already believing, you know, know. these scammers, just... that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're believing that this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that people show up at the yeah. bank and they're like, we're the actual authorities. Like, right. you're like well, but, but wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh not gosh. the U.S. ambassador to Jamaica? Yeah. I don't know. It's. Oh, Yeah. It's just so sad. So here's a 72-year-old New Jersey native and... Wait, so hold on. Mm-hmm. The guy... So he was saved by the authorities mm-hmm. who intercepted this Yes. Operation. So he was not... He was he was okay, but... And okay. he um, I don't know how much money he ended up losing. I mean, it, before he went there to transfer this $50,000, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, they, they were actually able to inter- intercede. Inter- Is that the right word? Intercept. Inter- I don't know. Yeah, intercept me. Intercede. Yeah, okay. Intercede. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, they were able to interrupt the plan, too. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I think the- Smart thoughts brought to you by Levin and Aaron. <laughs> Vocabulary words. <laughs> okay, so here's a 72-year-old um, New Jersey native that um, Anne Mo- Mowell, or I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, but she committed suicide after losing $248,000 to the Jamaican lottery scam. Oh. A 72-year-old from Odessa, Texas, also committed suicide after losing large amounts of money to these Jamaican scammers. Um, Marjorie Jones, an 82-year-old woman who also committed suicide after giving up her life savings. She had $69 in her account when she died. Okay. Remember earlier when I said there was a special place in hell? I know. I know. I almost was like, ooh, we're going to talk about those people that have a special place in hell. An even deeper, darker corner, I think, for these people. I do, too. Um, So here's the last individual story, but I have a lot more to talk about. But um, this is the most heartbreaking one, I feel like. But um, So Albert Poland Jr. had worked for 45 years for the Burlington Hosiery Factory in Harriman, Tennessee. Um, He had his wife, Virginia. Um, They had two children. They were living a modest life near Knoxville. Um, They raised their children. Children were adults. but um, And they had been married for 62 years. So just living like a really nice, happy life, right? Mm -hmm. In 2015, when Albert was 81 years old, his mind had been kind of faltering the last few years. He'd suffered from Alzheimer's and dementia. And this Jamaican caller absolutely preyed on his vulnerability. And the man, okay, so this Jamaican man made promises to Albert of, millions of dollars in prize money. Um, But of course, the same thing, right? He said the IRS, he needed to first pay his taxes. He needed to pay $1,500. And he insisted that then the jackpot would arrive, that 
I think it was $2 million that he was saying would arrive at the family home and a camera crew would be ready to capture the excitement. Like the buildup of this, that, I mean, this, this scammer was really like laying it on thick, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes the calls came in a couple times a day and other times he would get nearly 50 calls a day Ugh. from this guy. So Albert's lucidity was fluctuating. And in February, he went to the local police station and actually in a moment of clarity, he mm-hmm. asked them if he if they could make the phone calls stop. Oh, I mean, just so sad. Mm-hmm. So his family, especially his son, tried to interview numerous times. And on another one of his good days, his more lucid days, he actually told his wife that he just thought he couldn't stop because he was in too deep. His, his words, in mm-hmm. too deep. So on March 21st, the caller asked for another $1,500. So Albert withdrew the maximum $400 from his ATM and sent it via Western Union. He was sure he was going to win the more than $2 million he was promised. Mm-hmm. And the next morning um, was a Sunday and his wife got up to go to church. He decided not to go. He decided to stay home. He was still receiving more and more calls from the scammer. He was feeling like he was getting Closer and closer to this $2 million. Um, So his wife got dressed, went to church. Albert decided to stay home. And not long after his wife left for church, he walked to the basement of their home with a revolver and he killed himself. Oh, man. I know. In his suicide note, he told his family not to spend too much on his funeral and said he hoped that when more than $2 million arrived tomorrow, it would vindicate him. Oh. Ugh. Like he still thought in that moment that he was gonna get that two million dollars, and that guy that those that scammer continued to call the family for months after his death. And there's just nothing they can do to find these people. Is it just they have extradited a few people to the United States to be prosecuted, and they have successfully prosecuted a few, but it's just tracking them down um i mean it's not just americans dying from these scams either um there are more than 200 jamaicans and again this year this is like 2015 around there um so i don't know i don't have current numbers on how many how many people this is affecting in jamaica but at the time there are more than 200 jamaicans a year that were killed in connection with these lottery scams whoa yeah a fifth it made up a fifth of the killings on the island whoa just because they were associated with the scammers and they didn't want no. them to because no, people because, like vengeance well sorry no no because they had access to the information they had the information of the people in the united states that they could make this money from like a call list right uh-huh. and so they would kill people to get the call list oh snap I know. So the average American, or the oh, I'm sorry, the average Jamaican makes only about three hundred dollars three hundred dollars a month, and the top lottery scammers boast of bringing in a hundred thousand dollars a week. Oh my god! And they even they share videos of like washing cars with champagne and showing off by setting fire to thousands of dollars in cash. I mean, this is like it's just so insulting and disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So this gentleman, his, okay, what did his wife say? Did his wife just not try to stop him? I guess just it. 
Well, a lot of times they will tell a lot of times the scammers will insist that the part their victim keep this a secret. They will okay. tell them a number of different kinds of lies to make them keep it a secret. Um, but the son found members. out. The son did find out. And I think the wife knew. I don't know how long they knew. Like I and I it seemed to me I was getting the, the impression in that story that the son thought that he had gotten through to his dad about it. Mm-hmm. But I think because that dementia played such an, uh, mm-hmm. an – I'm in that particular story, that dementia really played an important yeah. role in mm-hmm. him continuing to go back yeah. to this guy. So, I mean, if this was – and this is not – I am not criticizing the son or wife at all. I don't want to sound like that. But if if that was your father – or mother, like, would you not just take, I, I feel like I would physically take them and say, I'm taking you away from this home. We're like, I know it's easier said than done, but like, just say, we're not, you're not doing this anymore. I'm taking you away. You're not just taking these calls. You're not doing, you like, you're, you can't do this anymore. And again, I know it's, it's easier said than done. And, and there's a lot of other components there, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, know. I, don't I mean. I don't know how often that people know that it's happening. I think there's a lot of shame in it too. Yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of those people that commit all there, there are lots of stories of people that committed suicide from being involved in these uh, Americans that did from being involved in these scams because they just are so they've either, either because they've lost everything, like everything, mm-hmm. um, or they're just so ashamed that they believed the mm-hmm. scam that they were able to be duped, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just really awful. And that, you know, our government has done a lot to try to inform the public and f- especially inform um, the elderly population. Mm-hmm. And to st- and I think they've had a lot of success. In fact, the, the lottery scams are not, not now considered um, one of the more successful scams in the U S um, mm-hmm. coming from overseas. So, um, there, there are other ones like, um, well, identity theft, I think was up there also, um, IRS scams where they call and tell you that you owe money to the IRS. Um, so there, there are other more successful scams now. So I think, I think that what the work that we, that the government in this country did do to try to put out information really did help tamp down the successful nature of these, but you know, other scams just creep up in their place. So it's just so it's just so inhumane. Like how you can just do this to another human being is. Well, what, know. what they, know, what, yeah. there's no excuse for it for sure. But just to add, add some insight, I guess, to their thinking is that, you know, Jamaica is a very impoverished country. Right, and yeah, especially yeah. in this particular area, it was very, where this really had a stronghold um Mm -hmm. and their mindset is that they're robbing the rich to pay right yeah i was i i thought that just as soon as i said it but still oh i know and also the other thing they think is if someone is stupid enough to send us their money then that's Mm -hmm. their fault but it's just so callous and cold Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and they're not just they're not robbing from the rich they're robbing from the vulnerable right right? they're robbing from the elderly like that's not the mm-hmm. rich. These aren't rich people they're robbing from. It's not. It's people mm-hmm. that are, you know, $250,000 is everything they have. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And they give it all to them. Yeah. So, you know, we got a call a few years ago and it was 
Somebody, yeah, saying that we owe money. And it's, I think it was some kind of IRS scam. I can't remember yeah. the details now. And they were trying to say we owe money and there's a warrant out. And yeah, so warrant out is another one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Johan, well, now it's so dumb because they leave these like automated robocalls. And it's like, who's going to buy this? Like, who oh. would, bel- like, it's so, it's not even People a phone do. call. It's like a message on your, anyway. But Johan got on the phone. He talked to this guy, and he was yelling at him. And Johan, he called the police. And I remember we had a number. We had a number for a detective. Wait, the we guy, had a case the guy that Johan was on the phone with, he was yelling like, at Johan. No, no, no. Johan was yelling at this guy. He was like, "What you're doing is illegal." Like he was just totally like, "Yeah, this is illegal, and you're slime ball." And I'm calling the police. And he did. And we had a we had a case number, but um, nothing mm-hmm. ever happened to that. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it, it's so hard for they. They have to have the government's assistance on the yeah. other side, and they have to know where they're actually coming from. And with the with the ability for them to hide their location so well mm-hmm. with these, you know, with with today's modern technology and everything, it's just it's it's so impossible. It's such an easy crime to to never get caught doing. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Ugh. pretty awful. Um, but that's it. Those are those are all of my lottery stories. Um, that, that's crazy. Let me give you my sources. So ABC15.com, TampaBay.com, ABCNewsGo.com, ABC7News.com, <laughs> CBSNews.com. <laughs> I did not realize how many news <laughs> stations there were. Wikipedia.com, Newsfeed.Time.com, Fox Business, CNN, USA Today, and then, of course, our drink, which I have been sipping on and actually really enjoying, strangely, uh, liquor.com we got that one from, so the millionaire. Gross. <laughs> Gross. You can have mine. I'll send I know. It I to wish you. I could. I wish we were in the same Through place. The I would totally have yours. <laughs> That's a little dramatic. You just wait. <laughs> did you get the licorice taste out of your mouth? I did. Good I drank for you. enough wine <laughs> to get it to go away. Man, all right. That was awesome. That was uh, something different. And I'm glad you did that. Yeah, me too. That was, that was a good one. It was interesting. Did not expect to find the stories about the Jamaican lottery scams. So. Right? I mean, I was thinking about that. So just the Jamaican lottery scam deaths alone. Would you oh, say yeah. 200 deaths a year? Yeah, 200 a year. Mm-hmm. I guess it's localized to Jamaica, but still. But still. Right? I mean, Dang. Yeah. All right. Well, if we missed a lottery story, we want to hear from you. So email us. Yes, at we do. Drinkswithdeathpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, please, please follow and rate and review. Like if you listen to us on Apple, can you just put the little subscribe button? And then just please, can you give us a review? We would be so appreciative. It just we makes would. us a little higher in the ranks there. And um, We want to hear from y'all. We fun. do want to hear from you. And so you can also check us out on uh, Instagram and Facebook, Drinks With Death Podcast. See some visuals. See some recipes. Do it. All about that. Thanks. <laughs> All, All right. right. Love Thanks, Erin. Love, love you. Love you. Love you guys. Bye.